Good morning, sports fans, bettors, and cappers, and welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Competitive Hedge Podcast. I am your host of the show, Kenneth Cotterell, and thank you all for joining me here on this Tuesday morning. This podcast is all about sports and the world of betting. We talk about results from yesterday's games and wagers before diving into today's betting slate, and we cap things off with our daily betting card. Now, before we get into anything today, We do want to say a huge congratulations to the Georgia Bulldogs for winning the college football playoffs this year and being the 2022-23 college football champions was not a close game. (laughs) This one was in doubt at halftime, probably honestly second quarter beginning of you knew exactly where this was going. Uh, And so 62-7 was the final there. Georgia ends up winning the national title. But before we get into today's episode, including recapping our brutal play from that game, let's talk about our sponsors over at Bet99, which is a Canadian sportsbook and casino that offers in-play betting, player props, a cash-out option, and many more great products. There are a variety of sports available on the website to bet on, including NHL, NBA, NFL, and EPL. Bet99 works smoothly on both desktop and mobile, and their mobile app can be downloaded from the website's homepage. Now, depositing and withdrawing funds is hassle-free with a number of well-known methods available to use so you know your money is safe and secure. The website can be viewed in both English and French, and customer service is available 24-7 with their live chat option. So go to bet99.com to make an account. Use code SHOOTERS at sign-up, and please gamble responsibly. You must be 19-plus years of age to do so. It is available to persons in Ontario only. And if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or the gambling of someone close to you, contact Connex Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. We've also got the Saskatchewan number down at the bottom there for you. So we want to make sure that you have everything that you need in case you do have a gambling problem. Well, we had a problem yesterday and it was our one in three day. Um, Got out to a really good start, but unfortunately was unable to deliver overall. And this is kind of how we felt uh, waking up this morning. Wasn't a great day. Uh, Arsenal did win 3-0 yesterday, so we did get out to the good start. Felt really good heading into the evening slate. And then Colgate and Navy, they finished at 152, and we needed them to finish at 154 or higher. So a very tight one there. This is the tough part about putting out the early betting lines, as that line closed at 151.5. So had we waited even a couple points, then we would be cashing that play. Now, the Duggan play was not close in the national title game. 62 to 7. He had a rushing touchdown yesterday, but we needed two or more passing TDs. So that one was a flop. And then speaking of flops, or maybe not even flops when it comes to the Sabres, more You're like. You're not intellectual. You're a fake and a fraud. Buffalo was, were definitely frauds yesterday. Four to nothing was the final there. Uh, Philly wins on the road. But 
Yesterday, I could say that we had a bad day, but there's a lot of coaches in the NFL that had a bad day yesterday as well. Cliff Kingsbury's finally out in Arizona. I think everyone's been waiting for that for a year or so. We'll see if Kyler Murray with the new coach can get a little bit more focused than just on his kill-death ratio. Then you got Lovey Smith is out in Houston. I think this is a lot to do with the fact that they won against Indianapolis. They didn't want to do so. But I credit to Lovey. At least they went out and they tried to compete and they ended up knocking off a really bad Colts team the final week. We saw the D's defensive coordinator fired in Cleveland. The Titans fired their OC and three other coaches. And the Falcons fired their defensive coordinator, Dean Pease, as well. So very heavy firing day. Probably won't be the last of the firings either. There will be more to come in the coming days. Now, let's talk about one other thing, which is in the NBA, it looks like Kevin Durant is going to be out for a month with an injury. Now, look, if you are a a Brooklyn fan or a part of that team, you should not be rushing this guy back at all. They currently sit second place in the East at 27 and 13. Now, with him being out, are they probably going to drop down a little bit? For sure. They might be a mid-tier East team by the time he comes back from injury, but this is a good opportunity for some of these other guys to step up. Seth Curry hasn't had a great year. Joe Harris hasn't been great either. Nick Claxton, TJ Warren, then you got Kyrie and Ben Simmons as well. This is still a pretty solid group of players that, led by Kyrie, as long as he's out there, then they have a great opportunity to maybe go 500 until he's back. But let's face it, this team is a title or bust team. They've been a title or bust team the last couple of years and injuries and, and locker room issues and even coaching have derailed that. But they seem to have found their stride. And in order for them to have a shot at this, they need Kevin Durant back at 100%. He cannot re-aggravate this injury. Otherwise, this is going to be a doomed team once again once we hit the playoffs. So, Kevin, don't rush back. Take your time. And we'll see you in a month, hopefully, honestly, six weeks. Take all the time you need in order to get back out on the court. So let's head over and talk about the daily game slate. We got a lot of games to get to today as we got some soccer, basketball, and hockey as well. But before we do, let's play the video. All right, so on January 10th here, um, we've got some League Cup action today. Now, Man U, they're taking on Charlton. Minus two for this game is minus 180. If you want to go a bit more bold at minus two and a half, then it's minus 106. I mean, Manchester United have been rolling recently. They're a top three team in the EPL right now. And Charlton, they're just not in United's league. So this is one where I'd be interested to see where Man U's lineup is at. It is one of the few trophies that they have an opportunity to win this year. And so I wouldn't be shocked to see a couple of first-team guys rolled out with this squad. But I do think Man U should be a comfortable winner. Don't just bet the money line. A minus 700 is where it was at yesterday. I don't know if that's dipped at all, but uh, definitely not one that I would be diving into. Now, what I would potentially do is you've got Newcastle, who are minus 167, taking on Leicester City, another top-four team in England. That just drew Arsenal. They're taking on 13th place Leicester City, who added a loss to Fulham. So when you think about it, minus 167 is a little bit juiced. If you toss in Man U money line, then that takes it down to minus 123. So it might be worth a little two-teamer of Man U and Newcastle money line. Uh, not an official show play, but it's definitely one that I would think about if I was looking to bet on the English Cup today. 
NBA-wise, there's seven games on tonight, but there's really only three that we're looking at, and we'll give you the breakdowns as to why. Starting with Charlotte and Toronto, I don't love this number for Toronto at home, especially given we've heard reports that they're selling right now. There was the Van Vliet thing that we talked about yesterday with him apparently turning down $114 million and then him declining that that ever happened and that he ever got a formal offer from the Raptors. So I'm a bit worried, but I'm not worried enough to want to go and bet the Charlotte Hornets. Now, uh, Cleveland and Utah. Cleveland are minus three and a half on the road, but they're only 7-11 and one against the spread on the road this year. I also don't like Utah enough to bet them tonight, so I'm staying away there. Phoenix and Golden State, um, just really not interested in this game as a whole. Um, no Devin Booker still for uh, for Phoenix and Steph Curry. He should be playing, but it's still not enough for me to really want to bet this game. So I'm staying away, especially not knowing how Steph's going to look in his return game. And then Dallas and the Clippers. I mean, Dallas are brutal away from home against the spread, and the Clippers are brutal against the spread at home. And the over-under is very poor for the Clippers, especially at home. So I'm staying away from that game. So the three that I'm looking at tonight, Detroit and Philadelphia, Sixers are minus nine and a half. They're 15 and seven against the spread at home this year. And then Detroit's about 500 on the road against the spread. Now, Philly, they've won four or five at home recently, including eight of their last 10 overall. They also covered in six of those games. So they're doing a great job of that as well. Now, if I'm playing in any, anything, I'm playing the spread tonight. Uh, you can also take the over in this game. I haven't seen an over-underline quite yet for this game, but they've gone over in seven of the last ten head-to-head. OKC and Miami. OKC's 10-8 and eight against the spread on the road, and Miami are one of the worst teams against the spread at home at just 6-13-1. Now, Miami has won seven of the last ten head-to-head, but OKC has done a good job of covering over that stretch. Now, the line yesterday was at five and a half. It's down to four and a half. I'm hoping that that goes back up. If we could even get that to six, and I'd feel really comfortable. If not, maybe even by a point or two. If you're looking for a good parlay piece, maybe even three. And then Orlando and Portland. Orlando, they're on a back-to-back, and they lost yesterday to the Kings. Now they travel to Portland. Still no Jonathan Isaac, Okiki, or Bull tonight. And Portland, they are 10-5 and five against the spread at home. So a pretty solid home team, and they're 9-6 and six overall at home, uh, not including the spread. So Portland have also won 9 of the last 10 head-to-head, so I really do like this number for this Portland game. Um, it has moved now to minus 7.5, so it might be worth buying a point back down to 6.5. NHL-wise, 10 games happening tonight, three of them that I really like. I don't like the Wild and Rangers because I don't like uh, backing the Rangers at home, but when Shesterkin's going, I don't like betting against him either. Columbus and Tampa, Tampa's minus 425, can't get behind either side there. Seattle and Buffalo, Seattle on a back-to-back, so is Buffalo. Buffalo was flat, Seattle was great, so as much as I would love to go and get that another Seattle road win, I just can't do it tonight. Winnipeg and Detroit, I won't bet Winnipeg against my own team, especially since it looks like we're going to have Huso in net tonight for my Detroit Red Wings. So I hate betting against him, even though he's going up against Hellebuck. Dallas and the Islanders, I hate the five and a half line, but I don't want to back Dallas on the road. Calgary and St. Louis, the Blues have burned me too much lately to play them. And San Jose and Arizona, both of these are god-awful teams. If I had to play one, it would be Arizona, but I definitely can't do that tonight. 
So the three that I like, Vancouver and Pittsburgh tonight, the Penguins are minus 190 at home. They've won three of their last 10, same with Vancouver. Um, but four straight games have gone under. Um, and I think that that favors Pittsburgh in a matchup like this, given that they've got Jerry and net tonight. I think if you're playing anything, you go and play the Penguins in regulation. I don't like them enough to go and bet a puck line, especially with their recent form. But I do think that them being at home is a huge advantage against a pretty average road team in the league. New Jersey and Carolina, the Hurricanes were minus 145 yesterday. That is up to minus 155. I do like the Canes quite a bit. They're winners of seven of their last 10, including a six and one home stretch. Whereas the Devils, they've won four of their last 10, and they have been pretty solid on the road over that stretch. But what I'm banking on is the fact that Carolina head to head has won seven of the last 10, including five straight games. So give me the Canes tonight as a nice parlay piece at the minus 155. And then to cap it off, Florida and Colorado. Colorado are minus 135. Now, Florida has won just two of their last six road games, and these two teams have gone under or pushed in 13 of their last 20. They've also gone under in two straight head-to-head matchups. So at six and a half, I do like the under in this Panthers and Avalanche game. And then college basketball, we got a lot of teams playing tonight, including six ranked teams. Uh, the three that we're not touching tonight on the ranked perspective, Iowa State, they're 9-0 at home. But Texas Tech, I really do think that they could potentially upset tonight. I just can't bet them tonight. Um, I'll have to wait and see how they shape up and whether Iowa State is for real. Oklahoma and number three, Kansas. Oklahoma State or Oklahoma are the better team at covering recently, but they're also the team that goes under, which I don't think favors them in a game against Kansas. So I'm staying away. And number 22, Auburn taking on Ole Miss. Neither team covers. The over-under is pretty split down the middle, so I just hate this play overall. Now the three I'm looking at, Michigan State versus number 14, Wisconsin. I kind of like Michigan State for the road. I guess you would call it an upset, although it's more of a pick em. Being that they, uh, Michigan are 2-2 two and two on the road, but Wisconsin are just 2-5 and five against the spread at home. Also, recent form shows that Michigan State has won in Wisconsin's building for the last five times and seven of the last 10 overall. They just seem to have the Badgers number, so I'm going to roll with the Spartans tonight. Vanderbilt taking on number eight, Tennessee. Vandy, they are plus 17 and a half tonight, and they're scoring 71 points per game, but they're going up against one of the best defenses in the nation who give up just 52 points per game, so it could be a tough night for them on the scoring front on the road. I think I lean under here because I do believe uh, that – 132.5 is a pretty high line. I think they're anticipating that Tennessee can get to 75. It's just whether or not Vanderbilt can cross the 55-point mark. I don't believe that they can, which is why I would lean the under. And then North Carolina taking on number 11, Virginia. They've only covered in 9 of 30 games combined, but they've gone over in 18 of their last 30 combined. So teams that (laughs) have not done a great job of covering, but they definitely go over. So I would lean the over 136 tonight. I know that Virginia has one of the better defenses, giving up just 59 points per game. But let's not forget North Carolina was the preseason number one team. If they can get to 70 points, then they're in a really good spot to win that game, as well as go over as well. So with that, we have given you all the games today. Now, what are we playing? And so we got to head over to our last call pick segment, sponsored by Last Mountain Distillery. And before we get into it, let's play the video. 
Last Mountain Distillery is family-owned and operated in Lumsden, Saskatchewan, the heart of grain country. Saskatchewan's first micro-distillery success lies in their commitment to producing high-quality, handcrafted spirits. Their craft distilling process brings out the full flavor of the grain and leaves a smooth finish unlike any other. Their holiday seasonal releases are still out now, including their cherry whiskey, chocolate hazelnut truffle liquor, and new local candy cane vodka. Love the old-fashioned. I uh, love the local vodka, all that stuff. Head over to Last Mountain Distillery to check out their phenomenal products. But with that, let's head over now and give you our five plays of the day. Starting in the NBA, we are going with the Sixers spread minus nine and a half at home versus the Pistons. We got it at minus 106 for a unit and a half. No Cade, no Bagley, no Bogdanovich, potentially no Livers either for Detroit. Now, the only concerning thing here is that Tucker and Embiid are a game-time decision. I'm banking on Embiid going tonight. Perhaps even if you're looking to bet this game, maybe wait closer to tip-off, because I would still back them if neither of those guys are going. You just might get a better number down closer to minus 6.5 without Embiid. So I really love this spread at minus 9.5. Carolina, I'm taking the money line versus New Jersey. We got it at minus 150 yesterday. As we said, it's now up to 155. The Canes winning six of their last seven home games is huge. And when they've got Coach Kev and Nett, then they're in a really good spot as well. Now, Vanessic for New Jersey has been good recently, winning his last three starts. But he lost four prior to that, so he is pretty streaky. I think his win streak comes to an end tonight against a really good Carolina team. Then we got Pittsburgh in regulation versus Vancouver at minus 123. Our most confident play of the day at two units. Pittsburgh, as I said, they haven't been great recently, but they've been really good in their own barn this year, 10-4-4 at home on the year. And they're looking at 15-5-4, Tristan Jerry in net tonight. So I'm anticipating Pittsburgh to win in 60 minutes and move on to the next one. Now, Vanderbilt and Tennessee were taking the under at 132.5, as we said earlier. I believe that Tennessee is going to be in that 70-75 to 75 point range. The nightmare scenario here is that they get all the way to 80. But I think Vanderbilt's defense is enough to keep them in check at least a little bit. And so I don't think Vandy's going to cross that 55-point mark. A defense like this versus a team that's 232nd in field goal percentage and 219th in the country in three-point field goal percentage tells me that they're in for a tough night against Tennessee. And then to cap it off, we're also going to play Michigan State Moneyline versus the Wisconsin Badgers at minus 121 for a unit and a half. Winning four out of five conference games in your opponent's building historically is a stat that I just love to see. It tells me that going in and taking on that crowd is not something that they'll fear. It's not something that Izzo's players will fear, fear at all. And so regardless of talent, uh, they've been pretty split over the years. I think that this year, uh, Michigan State might be the slightly better team. And the fact that Wisconsin doesn't cover at home tells me that while they win a lot at home, they don't keep it close or they keep it close, and so that's why I really like Michigan State today. But thank you, everyone, for tuning in today. Follow us over on Twitter at HedgePod. We will have uh, all of our college basketball plays throughout the day that we like. Might have a couple for you tonight as well, a couple of unranked teams that we're just going to keep an eye on the lines today to see where they move. So definitely go follow us over there. Appreciate everyone who tuned into the show today. I hope we fixed the audio and internet issues from yesterday. And so we'll see you guys tomorrow morning for the Competitive Hedge podcast.